<clears throat> it is 7.01 on this beautiful Winning Wednesday. Again, thank you all for calling in. Um, and if you could remember to please uh, mute your phones as you're calling in. That just helps um, block out any background feedback noise uh, because this is a recorded session. So uh, again, thank you all for each and every one of you calling. I don't have much time. i got to get to the word on this morning. Um, so I felt led to go to this particular uh, chapter um, this morning that I want to share with you. And the, and the title that I want to title this on this morning is, What Are You Doing? Sharon. And I want you to ask yourself that several times, even as I am ministering this morning, what am I doing? You may find yourself asking yourself, what am I not doing? Why am I not doing? So we find ourselves in the book of Ruth on this morning. And Ruth was, to give you a, a brief synopsis of what's going on in, in, in the book of Ruth, um, I can't just assume everyone knows, but Ruth was uh, the daughter-in-law of Naomi. Uh, Naomi was married to a man named Elimelech, and they had two sons. Uh, they left Judah. They were, uh, they were descendants of Judah, but they left Judah, and they went to Moab because of the famine. Well, during their stay in Moab, Naomi began to suffer, to suffer loss. She first lost her husband, and then 10 years later, she lost both of her sons. So the only close relatives that were left to her were her daughter-in-laws, which was Opa and Ruth. Uh, Naomi's heart was so broken to the point of bitterness because she lost it all and, all and she had nothing else that she could even offer her daughter-in-laws because she was too old at that time to bear children to even give them husbands. So um, in the midst of her bitterness, she encouraged each of her daughters, daughter-in-laws to return back to their own home and that they were young enough that they could find husbands. Uh, Oprah, Oprah Opa, who was uh, one of the daughters, decided to go back. But Ruth decided to stay with Naomi. Uh, despite Ruth's own loss and the uncertainty of her own future, she decided to stay with Naomi. Ruth felt loyal to Naomi in spite of the situation. She did not stay to mourn but she stayed to be a beacon of life, not only in her life, but also in Naomi's life. Um, I saw a post the other day that said, I don't care what cards I am dealt in life. I have the faith to know that whatever I got going on, I'm going to win. I don't care what situations come in my life. I'm just confident enough to know that I'm going to win. I believe that that post was inspired by Ruth that no matter what loss, no matter what situation, no matter the uncertainty of my future, I just got enough confidence and faith in the God that I serve that I'm still going to win. So she never uh, allowed her an encounter of her loss and the, the uncertainty of her future never stopped Ruth from going forward. Matter of fact, during this time, you know, it was difficult for women with who had no men or had no husbands or had no covering. They had no one to provide for them, no one to look out for them, no one to protect for them. So what Ruth did, despite all she did not have, she found herself useful. And that's, that's why I want to pivot us on this morning. Despite all you have going on, are you still useful? Are, are you still working? What, what are you doing with everything that you have that's on your plate on this morning? 
Ruth did not wait for others to tell her what to do. She didn't wait for a man to come to complete her, to make her whole, to to provide for her, to take care of her. She didn't wait for others to, to do for her. She started working. She started working in the field to bring food and to bring money to her and Naomi. My question to you this morning is what are you doing? Are you waiting on others to create or, bring, or make a job or a position or ministry for you? Or, or, or what are you doing with your time? What, what are you doing with your talent? What, what are you doing with your business? And what are you doing with your dreams? I'm not talking about working on a job, but I'm talking about working with purpose. Ruth worked to allow her and Naomi to live. You should not work to live. You, you should work to live, not live to work. Your work should bring a better life for you and your family. Your work should bring a, build a legacy for you and your family. Your work should break generational curses. Your work should be working towards healing you from taking you to bitter to better. And I want to show you this morning real brief the power of working. I found myself in the entire chapter of chapter 2 in the book of Ruth, and I saw how God worked through Ruth and the power of God worked through her. See, Ruth worked created deliverance for her own self. Ruth's work created a new life and a better life for her own self. And see, we have to realize that there is purpose when we're working. So the first point that I want to share with you on this morning is in the in the in the second chapter of Ruth, in verses 5 and 11, let me tell you what work does for you. Work not only um, work with God to, to notice you, but work also gives you favor with man. In the, in the fifth chapter, as Ruth is working, then Boaz asks his foreman, who is that woman over there? And who does she belong to? Then verse 11 says, yes, I know, Boaz replies, but I also know everything you have done. He's been watching her. He's been watching her work. He's been, he been watching her toil. He says that in verse 11, he says, yes, I know everything you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I have heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live amongst complete strangers. He saw everything that she was doing. He didn't, Ruth didn't have time to be a friend and to, and to be in the popular crowd. Ruth had to work because Ruth was trying to reach a place of deliverance. Ruth was trying to live. Ruth was trying to go somewhere. And when you're trying to go somewhere, you ain't got time to be sitting around chit-chatting with people. You got to be a purpose, and you got to start working. You got to get you a plan and say, now, how am I going to get myself out of debt? How am I going to get myself to a place of healing? I'm not going to settle for right where I am. If I got to work day in or day out, if I got to go back to school, if I got to go back to, to, to uh, getting therapy. Whatever I have to do, I got to put in the work because there are things that I need to do. And see, working did not only get her favor with God, but it got her noticed by man. The second thing that I want to share with you this morning it was that her work opened a door for her future. In verse 14, this is what was said. At mealtime, Boaz called to her. Come over here and help yourself to some food. Hallelujah. You can dip your bread in the sour wine. So she sat with his harvesters, and Boaz gave her some roasted grain to eat. She ate all she wanted 
empty, still has stuff left over. Let me tell you, when you work, it opens doors for your future. She didn't sit around and pout in her pain. She didn't sit around and pout in her loss. She got up and she was about it. Make your job work for you. See, the Lord placed you where he placed you for a reason, so you might as well work it while you're there. So what she did was when she started working, he even opened a door to feed to feed Naomi and Ruth, not just that day, but the days to come. She had more than enough because she put in her mind she was going to work. Number three, work brings favor. So we already know we got favor with God and man. Second, work opened the door for her future. Number three, work brings favor. In verse 16 and 18 and 21, it says, when Ruth went back to work again, Boaz ordered his young men, let her gather grain right among the sheaves without stopping her. Hallelujah. See, the, the others had a time, but he, he told them, don't stop this one. You let her work. And pull out some heaves of barley from the bundles and drop them on purpose for her. Hallelujah. He was setting her up. Hallelujah. All, all Ruth had to do was show up. It was already laid out for her. He said, let her pick them up and don't give her a hard time. Verse 17, so Ruth gathered barley there all day. And when she beat out the grain that evening, it filled the entire basket. She carried it back to her town and showed it to her mother-in-law. Ruth also gave her the the roasted grain that was left over there for her meal. Hallelujah. That's 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 what it does. It gives you favor. So she never stopped working, and he had already set up for her to be blessed. He didn't allow just... Uh, uh, he, he, he was, he was uh, setting her up for greater. He was setting up the favor of God will do that. And, and then she said in verse 21, then Ruth the Moabite said, he even said to me, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. He was setting her up. Work will set your favor of God over your life. It seems unfair. You don't know how it's working. You don't know how how people find you. You don't know how your name will get in great places. But when you work, it will open doors for you. It It will allow things to come to pass that you didn't even think about. He set her up. Number four, it says her work will protect you. Sorry, your work will protect you. Working will protect you. So again, we got working will get you noticed with God and others. Two, working will open a door for your future. Number three, working brings favor. And number four, work brings protection. In verse 22, he says, good, Naomi exclaimed, do as he said, my daughter. Stay with this, stay with his young women right through the harvest, the, the whole harvest. You might be harassed in the other fields, but you'll be safe with this field. He, she was letting her name in, was then dropping nuggets on her, saying, baby girl, I see the hand of God on this. God is setting you up. He's letting her know that God is going to protect you because if you are single and you're in a, a wrong field, somebody might take advantage of you. But the favor of God is on you. As you are working, I will protect you from the wolves. I will protect you from those who will misuse you. I will protect you. I just need you to work. I just need you to show up. And God will protect you while you are working. God will open up doors and and make sure that you are taken care of while you are working. 
Number five, my last point. He says, working will keep you humble. Hallelujah. In verse 23, so Ruth worked alongside the women in Boaz's field and gathered the grain with them until the end of harvest. Then she continued working with them through the wheat harvest in the early summer, and all the while she lived with her mother-in-law. She worked it with all her might, and she remained with Naomi. She remained humble, even though God was blessing her. She didn't allow her blessing to get too big to lose her humility. She remained in position, and she remained connected. She worked purposely. So I want to ask yourself on this morning, what am I doing? What am I working on? How are you working to better your life and the life of your family? How are you working to better your business? Or are you so consumed with non-essential things? If so, I want to encourage you today to let all the unnecessary, non-value-added stuff go and work on building a better future. If there are things, or people, or situations that is pulling your energy and your attention and is not pushing you towards your goal, that you are working on, you need to drop it, let it go, because sweetheart, we got work to do. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for another Wednesday morning where we're able to meet you corporately. Thank you, Lord, for the word that was shared on this morning. Thank you for grasping our attentions and asking us, what are we doing? What are we doing with the time you have given to us? What are we doing with the ideas, the gifts, the calling that you have endowed upon us? Let us make a, a conscious effort from this very moment to put in the work while we are able to. Remind us that tomorrow is not promised, so today we make a declaration that we will do the work. We won't procrastinate. We won't make excuses. We won't compare ourselves to others. We won't complain and Instead, we will rise and do whatever it is we're called to do. We realize today that there is power, hallelujah, in working. We realize that work will open doors, that work will have favor to find us, that work will bring protection. And God, for every single woman, hallelujah, that is on this line, let her know that when she works, Boaz will find her. For every single man, hallelujah, that's on this line, when he is in position, he would be able to find her. In the name of Jesus, we thank you on today, Lord God, for everyone that is on this line that is working to tear down the walls of poverty, working to break generational curses, working, God, to make a difference, God. Thank you, Lord God, for making them different. Thank you for allowing them to think different. Thank you for allowing them to respond to situations different. Thank you for choosing, changing their perspective and allowing them to see the potential in everything you have placed in their lives. Father God, we stand on your word today, God, according to Proverbs 16 and 3. God, when we commit to you, whatever we do, God, you will establish our plans. God, Colossians 3 and 23 and 24, tells us whatever we do, work at it with all our heart as working unto the Lord. For not human masters, but it is as Christ is serving God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you on this morning for allowing us to remember that there is power in work. Help us to stop being lazy. Hallelujah. And making excuses. Help us to be purposeful in working. Working toward bettering our lives. And not only our lives, but those around us. Help us to make a difference in the world around us. 
We give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray. And the believer said, hallelujah and amen. Thank you again. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you again. What a word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for being encouraged to the word on this morning. What a word. What a word. You must put in the word. You must put in the word. You must put in the word. You answer your deliverance, your healing, your family's healing is in the work. We can't make excuses. We can't wait on others. We can't expect mm. others to do things for us. We've got to do it ourselves. Don't allow Amen. what you've been through, what you lost, what you're going mm. to stop you from working mm-hmm. to a better mm. you. Always remember, always remember that there is power in working. You be encouraged. Know that this is a winning Wednesday, and from this day forward, we ain't going no place but up. God bless each and every one of you. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Amen. Jesus.